Okay, there we go. So I'm bringing a message today from the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. Follow along with me in the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and cannot fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, is not proud. It does not dishonour others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Verse 8. Love never fails. I like that statement. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I become a man, I put away childhood. I put, a, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in the mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. Faith, hope and love. Faith, hope and love. In 1 Corinthians 13... Paul describes various gifts and ways that we can demonstrate godly living in the world. And Paul touches on the gift of tongues, prophecy, with understanding and faith that could move mountains. Yet somehow he moves from all of these things to just one thing, love. Dennis, could we have the first slide please? He moves from all of these things. He moves from talking about prophecy and tongues and understanding and faith that could move mountains. And he begins to focus on love. And you see in the scripture there, three things that will last forever. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. We must not skip over this verse without a thought of the application and the power that it has. The question begs to be asked, why are these three things the things that last forever? Why are they? And you can see them on the screen. Faith, hope and love. And why is it that these three things will last forever? The greatest power of our lives, folks, is contained in this verse. The greatest power 
in our lives is contained in this verse. And we just have the task of unfolding the purpose behind this verse in order to be able to connect to it. Firstly, everything material fades. Even our giftings will fade. We won't need our giftings in heaven. You're going to need the gift of healing or the gift of miracles when you're in heaven? No. Immortality does away with all of those things. But the things that will remain is faith, hope and love. And these three will be the substance, folks, the substance that will carry us to heaven. And being carried to heaven is our goal and our prize. Maybe some of you have been watching the Olympics or watched the opening ceremony uh, on Friday and I watched some of the um, I watched a few of the athletes participating and they're working towards a goal and their prize is a gold medal and some not everybody will get the medal and not everybody will get to stand on the dais some who get second or third will and there'll be lots that miss out just by a few points but we're focused on the things that will last, faith, hope and love. And being carried to heaven, folks, is our goal and our prize. And with God, there is no second place and no third place. There is no runner-up. There is no last place. With God, there is only the first place. Everybody's a winner. Everybody receives a gold medal with God. Well, in a sense... Yeah, because everybody is a winner. We work here on the planet right now, but later we'll begin our eternity, which is our real life. Our work here on the planet is not our real life. Our real life is eternity. We're only here for a number of years, folks, just a few years, maybe 70 or 80. I don't know, who knows? But we're only here for a few years. We're just a passing through. Our real life is immortality in heaven with Jesus. No more death. Can you imagine being alive for a million years? Can you imagine being alive for 10 million years? Can you imagine being alive forever? That blows my mind. I can't get my head around it, but I accept it by faith. The giftings, etc., are the elements that make up our Christianity. And, okay, we can take that verse down now, thanks. The giftings, etc., are the elements that make up our Christianity and are also the main ingredient that the outworking of our Christianity is built, built on. Okay, so as we pass from this world, these things will also pass away. But what remains is faith, hope and love. So can you use the giftings that God has given you to enable his kingdom while we're still here on the planet? That's a good question. Can you use the giftings that God has given us to enable his kingdom? The giftings are to enable his kingdom. They're not just so that we look good. It's not just so that that someone can get healed. But it's about, it is about that, but it's about enabling the kingdom of God. As Paul breaks down the list of giftings in this love chapter, we see that love is the key 
Love is the key to every aspect of life. And whatever we do, as in ministering God's word or or just life in general, we must show an attitude of love. Otherwise, whatever we're doing counts for nothing. And I thought that was a really interesting point that um, that Paul made in that in that chapter that we can do this and this and that's all good. But if we have love, we're nothing. Or we can we can get a mountain to move, and that's all good. But if we don't have love, it's it all counts for nothing. So God is love. I didn't read that verse, did I? But God is love. The Bible tells us. I think it's in the book of John that God is love, and so everything uh, related to Christianity is built around love. Is constructed around love. So. But let's talk about faith for a few minutes. The purpose of faith is not to influence our own comfort. The purpose of faith is to lead us to know the heart of God and then trust his ways to guide us. That is the purpose of faith. And we need to use faith, excuse me, we need to use faith to remind us of our place on the vine. Yes, the branches and the vine, we're, we're attached to the vine, we're abiding in the vine and we need to use faith to remind us of our place on the vine. Uh, next verse, please, Dennis, John fifteen five. We are the branches, folks, and we can do nothing apart from the vine. Now, this is a really interesting and challenging scripture. It says here, I'm the vine You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That lines up with what Paul was saying. Without love, you can do nothing. And God is love. So, without love, without God, we are Zippo. We can do nothing. So, this is an interesting and challenging scripture. We all want to be God-pleasers, yeah? I'm sure we all want to be God pleasers. And the only way that we can please God is to have faith. And without being connected to Christ, we cannot do anything, folks. We must be connected to Christ. We must have Christ in our lives. We must remain connected to the vine. Next scripture, please, Dennis. We must remain connected to the vine. Now, Hebrews 1.1, this is a great definition of faith. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Wow. Has anyone seen God? Not even Moses. His shadow passed by and it's about as close as we'll get. Has anyone seen faith? You can't see faith, can you? But faith is confidence. Confidence in what? Confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. Have you seen the, the, the streets of gold? Have you seen the New Jerusalem? No, we haven't seen those things, have we? But faith gives us the hope and the assurance for those things that we have not seen. We can't see any part of the Godhead. But we believe by faith that God exists. And when we show faith to God... We begin to see God in action and that, folks, is when we begin to experience God. And experiencing God is seeing God in action in our everyday lives. 
answers to all sorts of prayers, miracles, revelations of the word, etc. This is faith. This is seeing God. Because we see the result of what God is doing. We pray, we see the answer, we go, wow. We see God through spiritual eyes. Next scripture, Dennis Hebrews 11.6. And we touched on this before, but I believe a Hebrews 11.6 gives us the life application of faith. Let's read it together. And without faith, folks, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You want to please God? You've got to have faith. If you try to please God without faith, it's not going to work. Okay? Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. That's faith. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's also faith. So this verse talks about believing, rewarding and seeking. Believing, rewarding and seeking. Think about it. But to to please God, we must first have faith. So it can be tough sometimes to believe in someone you can't see. It can be tough to believe in someone you can't see. People reject God because they choose not to exercise faith. Bit sad, I reckon. Bit sad. But this usually comes about because of worldly attitudes that reject God or people, uh, or people reject God because of strong hurts in their life. And that's what happens a lot. People have a strong hurt in their life, so they reject God. They say, how could a God of love allow me to have this hurt? So then I will reject God. Uh, Folks, it's not the truth. God is love. And we must turn to him in faith. We must exercise faith in God so that we can overcome the world and overcome everything in the world. For those of us who do not put our faith in God, we will only please him, but we shall not receive his reward. We shall not receive his reward. At the end of the day, faith remains. I want to talk about hope. We take that scripture down, thanks. Hope is defined by Google. Yes, Google. Hope is defined by Google as a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. That's hope. Hope can also be defined as a feeling of trust. So faith is the belief that there is something better to seek, while hope is the expectation of the certainty that it is there. Hope is the fuel that keeps faith alive in our quest to find love. The way that faith is the seeking of God connects with hope, which is the expectation of finding him. This is through wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 24.14. Thanks, uh, Dennis. Know also that wisdom is like honey for you. Did you know that wisdom is like honey? Wow. 
Next time you want some bread and honey, think about hope. Ah, sorry, wisdom. So know that wisdom is like honey for you. If you find it, there is a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. So wisdom and hope are linked together. Wisdom and hope are linked together. Honey, well, wisdom is like honey. In other words, wisdom is sweet, but without wisdom, our hope will be cut off. How do we get wise? That's a good question. And James says to ask God, if you want wisdom, ask God. It's simple, isn't it? If you want wisdom, ask God. If you want salvation, ask God. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, ask God. It's simple. If you want wisdom, ask God. That's what James says. But when we get our wisdom, we must give it application. It's no good being wise if you don't use the wisdom that you've been given. So, we must give wisdom application to our lives by making wise decisions. Decisions that are pleasing to God. Jesus is our model of constantly seeking wisdom. And sometimes in our spiritual development, we hit a place of complacency where we are good with what we have. Spiritual development. Folks, remember about spiritual development. That's something that we must exercise, something that we must attain to, is to develop ourselves spiritually more and more. Look back, where were you spiritually uh, last year, this time last year, last July? And have you gained some spiritual insight in the last 12 months or the last six months? If you haven't, it's not good enough. You can't sit on the fence. You can't become stagnant. Still water becomes stagnant. So we must be continually developing ourselves. We've got the scriptures. We've got great sermons. We've got great teaching. There's no excuse, folks. There's no excuse. So sometimes our spiritual, in our spiritual development, we hit a place of complacency where we are good with what we have, but it's not really good enough. At each level, we should be graduating, moving and growing, constantly adding to what we understand. And this, folks, is what keeps hope alive. This is what keeps hope alive. And as we seek more, we learn more and we store up confidence in who we are as attached to the vine. Luke 2.52, thanks Dennis. So as we seek more, we learn more and we store up confidence in who we are as attached to the vine. Who are we as attached to the vine? We are followers of Christ. We are believers of Christ. We are sons of God. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. So, in this verse we get a subtle yet powerful picture of Jesus' character that reveals the foundation of his influence and his confidence. Jesus grew in wisdom. If it's good enough for Jesus to grow in wisdom, then it's good enough for us. And he grew in favour with God and man. Is that the story of your life? Do you have the same sorts of characteristics that Jesus had when he walked the planet? Think about it, folks. He grew in wisdom. 
Allow yourself to grow in wisdom. Read James chapter 1 verse 5 or whatever it is, or 5-1, I can't even remember. But read that and ask God for wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man and allow yourself to grow and, and, and grow closer to God and be in favour with mankind. Don't make enemies of people. Make friends and lead them to salvation. It says Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. Jesus, folks, Jesus is our leader and we should follow his lead by constantly seeking wisdom and relationship with others. The Proverbs tell us that iron sharpens iron. Are you a piece of iron? Are you a piece of iron for Jesus? Yeah? A bit of rusty old iron? No. Become sharpened. Become polished. Yeah. Allow Jesus to grind off the rust. Get together with other believers. Iron sharpens iron. Talk about the Bible. Talk about the Word. Talk about, you know, your experiences and your testimonies. Organise a baptism for someone. Come on, folks. Get it on. Get it on with Jesus. We're not here just to... To lay about and say, oh, praise the Lord, hasn't that wonderful? No, let's get on with Christianity. Let's do it. Let's get pumped, folks. Let's get pumped for Jesus. As the Christian life is a process of involvement, folks. A process of involvement. We learn, we grow, we grow, we learn. And this progress continues. We use wisdom. We make decisions. We progress through life. Go to Bible school, do a course in something, ministry or leadership or, or develop personal development or, or whatever. Go and do some studies and get your, get your brain and your spirit organised. Organised for the, for the things that God has you to do. If, you, if you're equipped, God can use you in, in areas of ministry better than unequipped. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Use wisdom and make decisions and progress through life. We have hope in all that Christ offers mankind. Hope and faith. Remember, hope and faith go together. As we exercise faith, we see God in action in our lives. And as a result, our faith and hope in Christ is increased. Okie dokie. Next scripture, Dennis, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It's there. And now these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. And Paul makes it very clear in this verse that the greatest of all spiritual gifts, yes, the greatest of all spiritual gifts is love. Love is the result of our working together of our faith and our hope. Love is the goal. How liberating is it to understand the goal or the purpose? Yes. If you understand the goal, you can use what you have to get there. The purpose of love is evident in 1 John 4, 7 and 8. And in that, it is the clearest picture of God that we have. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And there's that verse that I was talking about. 
Let me read it again. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. God is love. Okie dokie. Turn the page. Nearly finished, folks. I want to read this passage again. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who has been born of God knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And it goes on to say in verse 19, the next one, verse 19, that we love because, pardon me, we love because God first loved us. You see, that's the originator of love. God is the originator of love. So the purpose of love is twofold. Yeah? First, it's the revelation of identity. It, in other words, it tells us who God is and who we are in God. Yes, that is the first purpose of love. Identity. The revelation of identity. But you've never thought of love like that. It tells us who God is and who we are in God. We love because God first loved us. Secondly, love is the very power that allows us to do the work of Jesus and even greater works as Jesus described in John fourteen twelve, which says, Whoever believes in me will also do the works I have done and... And even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. John fourteen twelve. Haven't got that one? Oh dear. Oh sorry, folks, I've made a blue there. I'm one short. But uh, Dennis will see if he can bring it up for us. And in the meantime I'll read it out. Whoever believes in me will also do the works I have done. And even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Love has the power to help us believe again and restore hope to others. Sorry, the Father, yeah. Let me read it again. I'll read it from the screen. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Can you believe that, folks, that we will do even greater works than Jesus? And his works were pretty great. Love has the power to help us believe again and restore hope to others. Love is the engine, folks. Love is the engine that drives our spiritual lives. So, let me wrap it up. If faith, hope and love are the things that last forever, these are the things we should pursue with all our lives. Makes sense, doesn't it? Some people may feel concerned at the thought of knowing what the end goal is. That there is no point to life if there is nothing left to discover. But folks, faith, hope and love will always remain both here, both here and in heaven. 
Having faith, hope and love is something that must increase as life goes on. If you have ever been in a broken place, I'm sure we all have, if you know the power of some of someone else showing kindness or believing in you, when you are shown love, it ignites a new belief in what you could be. This in turn brings hope. So the result of that cycle of faith, so the result, excuse me, the result is that the cycle of faith, hope and love, and it's right there on the screen, The result of that cycle is ignited and reignited over and over again. Not just to our fellow man, but also to God. Read that scripture again. These three things will last forever. Faith, hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. So be encouraged as you leave church today. And remember that when everything is finished, when everything is done, and even when the rapture has happened and when the new Jerusalem has come down and when there is a new heaven and a new earth and when you enter into your eternal rest, that faith, hope and love, folks, will remain. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks today. We praise you, Lord, for faith, hope and love. We praise you for these, these things that will last forever, these things that are eternal, Lord absolutely eternal eternal, and we have them right now even in our mortality we have an attitude of immortality that comes from the Godhead in faith, hope and love increase us Lord increase our spiritual development as we grow from week to week day to day, month to month Lord lead us on a beautiful journey A beautiful journey to the pearly gates. But Father, the pearly gates is only the beginning. Might be the end of one life, end of a fleshly life. But it's the beginning of something new and exciting. I pray today, Lord, for everybody who's watching or listening to this broadcast. That you'll fill their hearts anew and afresh, Lord, with your spirit. Lord, let us think about the things that we carry around that are not so good. And let, them, let us confess to you, Lord, those things in, with a repentant heart. Receive your forgiveness, your blessing, Lord, for a life well lived. I pray, Lord, that as we go today, we'll go with faith, hope and love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thanks, Pastor Gary. If we could close with a song. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this sermon on Anchor Podcast. You can find more sermons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocketcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Also, check out our live stream messages on YouTube and Facebook. Just type Wattle City Church into your search window. God bless you and have a great day. Amen.